Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Mighty Alex Myatt. To be more like Alex, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and grow the show today. It's the Joe Marler Show special, you puppets! Hello, and welcome to our show. I'm Joe, this is Tom... And I'd like a warm welcome for former Lions prop, Adam Jones, pronounced Adam. Uh, that's good afternoon, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> fuck. Hang on, hang on. Uh, uh, nis, nis, nai, yeah, yeah, nai, go, yeah. Nissan, yeah. Nissan, 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 that's a car, isn't it? It's a, <laughs> it's a four-door family saloon. <laughs> yeah. What, was that close? What was it? Nai, no, no, Noswitha. No, North with her. North with her. North stars. Good night. Yeah. So. Uh, North star. Yeah. How are you? How are you, Bob? I'm very good, ma. Joe. I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> I tell you what. I can I be honest with you. I feel really uncomfortable. Um, not because I'm sat on a dodgy chair or because I'm stood or thing, but as you've just made clear to me before we started recording. <laughs> I'm technically your boss, bud, so uh, don't fuck it up. And I was like, okay, uh, how does how do we do a podcast with you as my boss? But that's over the last couple, well, last six months, that hasn't stopped you, so I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't worry about me me being your boss now. So, <laughs> what would your, you know, people have development plans at most ordinary jobs. What would your feedback to Joe be at the end of his his year, Adam? You know, maybe may, maybe maybe run around the field a bit more occasionally in the game. You know, maybe, but um, yeah, no, he's, he's done a pretty decent job, hasn't he? Right, this isn't this isn't like an appraisal, Tom, like that you're a stitch up that you got with my current <laughs> boss to go. Oh, right, how can we slag Joe off on the pod? Um, it's actually to have a brief chat about the Lions. They've oh, just played. They have played, yes. Adam, have you actually got a Lion shirt carefully in shot on our post yeah, Zoom call over your right I'll shoulder? Be, it looks it, like it, you've it, just. It is actually, yeah. It's, it's not up in what the one. What one is that? That's uh, 2009. Oh, uh, very yeah. apt. That was uh, in South Africa 12 years ago. Yeah, it's quite, uh, quite the tour. Quite the tour. What what game was that? Was that the one when you did your shoulder? Uh, I think no. I think that was um, that was cut off, but with the scissors. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So uh, I I always see that clip of you going on. Who was the? Who was? Was it Pasky and the dog? No, who was it? Um, Robbo was there, I think. But um, Richard, oh, the, I can't say his name. Like he's a masseuse. Richard, which I can't. He's like a really Polish name. Go on. Was, yeah, I'm not going to say it because I, I don't want to do him, <laughs> do him a dis, disservice. But um, yeah, he was there. To be fair, Phil Vickery was there with me at the time as well. So Vicks came in the change rooms with me whilst I had my shoulder. Uh, being put back in. in, yeah, and he was like oh. helping me get. He was helping me get the jersey off. I, I, I couldn't get. I didn't get back in. I had to get taken to the hospital and get knocked out and all that type of Oh God, fuck! But but, my dad fell off a ladder a couple of years ago, dislocated his shoulder, put his fist under his armpit, 
and banged it into the wall and put it back in himself. What? So, and he, and, and he's, and he's empty. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just a soft as soft as it comes. In your defense, your dad's ligaments are probably far stretchier yeah. than what a 28 year old <laughs> tight head prop was at the time. Very, very true. Um, so yeah, I'm trying true. to defend you there, but still yeah. your, your old man's harder than you. Yeah. Oh, he's a lot harder than me. Yeah. Yeah. If it was Joe, like we should talk about how hard South Africans are, bearing in mind that the match this evening that we're talking about was, it was the least A team that I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? When a team is called an A team, it usually implies that there is, there are some hopefuls in there. Da, da, um, da, 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 da. I'm praying you think that's the AT music. <laughs> Joe, Joe, that's Rocky. <laughs> what you want is bum ba dum bum 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 ba da da bum 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 ba da bum bum. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's yeah. very well sung. Or bum bumped. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Oh, for thank fuck's you. sake! <laughs> I thought that was. Oh, I, that's really pissed me off, actually. Bomb's got one up on me now. Uh, oh, sorry, two up. He still fucking talks about 2013 like it was yesterday. I uh, haven't mentioned, I've mentioned that in at least six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the ATEM. Yeah. You're right. They put, well, they didn't really have a to- choice, did they, Tom? Like, none of them, all of them got COVID probably. Um, and they haven't played in about a year. So they were like, fuck, we've got to put out 11 of our World Cup finalists here. Yeah. I mean, winners, not finalists. Oh, yeah. God, it pains me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work out if it's good news or bad news for the Lions, Adam, that sort of test. What do you reckon? Oh, I think it's probably in the long run to be good, wouldn't it? But uh, it, was, it was good to see, though, just because of get, give the Lions a chance. You know, they've stuck 70-odd points on a couple of teams, and it's just like, it was good. It was, I was pleased it was a good hit out. I saw that Ch- Teslin Colby. It's ridiculous, isn't it? The, the last time I saw him step somewhere, like I think it was in the World Cup final when he went around, when he went around Marla, didn't he? But it was um, right. He's out, he's out right. There. So right. Okay. Look, I've just worked out what's happened here. Um, <laughs> Steve, the producer, has got your number, hasn't he? Yeah. He has. And has he just messaged you, going, "Mate, please angle in on Cheslin Colby just so he can bring up uh, the World <laughs> Cup final again." Has that happened? Tell me it, the truth. It hasn't, but I haven't watched the clips many times. I thought. <laughs> How was that? Just talk us through that experience, Joe. I tell you what, I've not watched it back. Uh, the fi- the final that is, and I tried my hardest not to watch uh, that clip back. But seeing as it was put over every bit of social media, um, <laughs> and still somehow finds its way. <laughs> on social media i haven't got a choice but to fucking watch it and a lot of people a lot of critics tend to go oh the scrum is what uh lost us the world cup final um the beast going fucking beast mode on coley uh lost us the world cup final and i was like yeah like even though coley's a good mate of mine i was like oh <laughs> I'm you a little bit it. glad that that's getting the that's getting the headlines, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, me getting done on the outside from Cheslin Colby. But I'll be honest, mate. Like, what do you want me to do there? I've been done on the outside by fucking Sakopi Kepu, the tight head for Australia, for Christ's sake. So <laughs> it's not hard, is it? Like, I was always going to get fucked. No, he's well, he's alright, isn't he? To be fair to him, he's unbelievable. Know- look at the look at the drop goal that he did in that. Um, to lose La Rochelle final for fuck's sake. It was 50 metres out. 
Do you remember? Do you remember Shane Williams? I was going to say that. I was going to, and then I thought maybe I'm being smallest here. No, like, he's, m- he's very similar. Very similar. Like, a, do you think yeah. he's better or? <gasps> Oh, I, I couldn't possibly go against him. Oh, well, I'll have to. I think he's better. Yeah, he, pro- he probably is, isn't he? But he's he's also playing in the Springboks team, which, although we were very successful with Wales and the Ospreys oh, at the time, but God, I'm going to defend Shane here. I think he, I think Colby is a wonderful player, but I think he's got to do it over Shane's longevity to match him. Yeah, good, nice, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give Shane will be happy. With that, yeah, okay, I'll yeah. go with they're both really world class players. You fudged yeah. it. When when he's running round you, was there any point where you thought you might have him? <laughs> Not in the slightest. I, I genuinely, if I think back to it, I <laughs> I thought I'd give him a little bit more room. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> for some reason, I thought I'd give him a little bit more more room, and then I'd be able to tap tackle him on the outside. <laughs> Honestly, it was happening in slow mo. I was ha- I was happening in slow mo, but it was actually happening in slow motion in my head. Like, oh my god, I can't get anywhere near the bloke. I was running on quicksand. Um, yeah, not great. He's fucking good. He and he was class again tonight. Oh, he's yeah, he's not bad, is he? I was. I, I enjoyed the game tonight. What was your favourite part? I don't know. I, I, do you know I do like Tom Curry? What's he like? Is he a nice boy? Lovely kiddie. Yeah. And the emphasis would be on the kiddie part. Yeah, he's that... he's quite young. Obviously, physically, he's young as well. But In mind. Not immature, in in mind. mind, yeah. I wouldn't say he's immature, but he's he's of his age. He's not like someone that's wise beyond his years. Not someone, not, not someone who's 31 and uh, <laughs> acts like he's 18. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very, very good. No, he's but going, he, I, I he, love him. He's unbelievable. He is physically just a wonderful specimen. And yeah. a lot of that's down to his dad, um, who okay. would come into his uh, him and his brother's room most mornings with, this is what he's told me, with <laughs> two shakers. And he'd tell me that he'd have like a raw, like six egg raw. Six egg shake. And At what like, age? What? What? I know, mate. I was like, is this legit? He was like, yeah. Like, he'd get us ready for training for the day and we'd be here. And I'm like, oh my God. The, what you, what you, age? Well, I guess. Four. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 14, 15, 16, like when they're starting Fucking to try man. and get professional contracts. And it always reminded me of like some Russian stories that I'd heard. <laughs> where they sort of breed their children to want to be Olympic gold medalists from like six. And you're just, they're bred like robots. And I was worried that actually he's forced that. But no, I've met his parents. They're lovely. And they don't come across like that in the slightest, although that story says otherwise. Do you Have you heard of Lomachenko, the boxer? No. Lomachenko is a Ukrainian boxer. His dad... When he he was a box, he was boxing until he was twelve, I think he was, and his dad then took him out to learn the traditional dancing of Ukraine, or I don't know what you want to call it, but like the traditional dance for two years. Took him out of boxing because he knew it'd help his footwork and his movement. Then he came back and he's like an absolute rock star, and he won the world title after eight fights. So there's a bit of a <laughs> bit of parent knowledge, I feel. How many raw eggs could you manage, Joe? Like, if I came into your room tomorrow morning with a shaker, 
What would be your raw egg limit? If you came into my room tomorrow morning, I'd scare the shit out of you. <laughs> I'd get my baseball bat and I would fucking lob it at you. Um, You've got a baseball bat by your bed? Yes. Oh, okay. Just wondering. So you've done that. I've done do a cold bait and I've skinned you on the outside of your bed. Yeah. And I've delivered you a shaker. Yep. And I've got also with me a box of eggs so I can add additional raw eggs to the shaker. What is your raw egg shaker limit? Uh, zero. I can't do raw eggs. Like my fried eggs, I have to do sunny side down because I get all weirded out by the um, semen-like the fluid. Oh, the, exactly the same. Not exactly the yolk, the, the white. The, 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 I just like, I have to yeah. have it cooked. Do you know what I mean? It fucking weirds me out. So I'm a zero. What are you a zero as well, Adam? Uh, never call me. You've never called me Adam once. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because Adam's you, on the screen. I was like, Adam, yeah, should we just I would, be Adam today? I would definitely say I, I'd struggle to have one. Would you? Just, oh, it's hanging, hanging. You, oh. You'd have you've had, you'd have nine fried ones, though, wouldn't you? Hundred oh, percent. Oh, a boil. I love a boiled egg. <laughs> <laughs> who, who doesn't love the boiled egg dipped in salt? Oh, oh yeah, a bit of butter on top as well. Oh, mm. well, no, them butter. But... I got dipped in salt. Yeah, yeah because little, the little... bit that you bite off is slightly wet, isn't it? And it just it holds yeah. the salt quite nicely. It's nice. You try it. Oh, someone yeah. always told me to try a roast egg. I've never roasted an egg. A roast, roast egg? How does that work? You put an egg in the oven and you roast it. Really? Yeah. Oh well, never heard that. No, I guess it's Do the same not... as boiling, isn't it? To do what is nice, and now deep air fryer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, that's involved. So you ba- so you basically imagine how you're going to poach an egg in water, yeah. But you do that in a deep air fryer. Oh, oh fuck oh, off! Honest fuck to God, does it crisp up on the outside? Oh, like like you wouldn't believe, like you wouldn't believe. And tell me this: if the yolk is soft inside, is it? Well, it depends how long you cook it. Isn't it? But... <laughs> what's what's the premium t- cooking time? Is it same as boiled water or nah? But have you knock a bit off? Yeah, knock a bit. I reckon look about a minute. This is ridiculous. <laughs> he's Honestly. cooking. He's cooking a poached egg in a deep fat fryer. <laughs> Fuck off, Bob. Are you having a laugh? This is like the forty pigs in blankets you made me one afternoon. <laughs> there you go, bud. There's your pre-game fucking meal. That's why my race score's shit, mate. Because of you. You're giving me forty pigs in blankets. They've never You're... come off me hips. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Just, seriously. Deep fried egg. My grandmother used to do it years ago. Ah, tremendous. Tremendous. Sounds delicious. It is. Right, Tom, are we actually going to talk about (laughs) any of this fucking game tonight? Should we do some listener messages, Joe? That's what I think we should do. Um, Jack says, massive game. Love the physicality. Just thought the Lions didn't play enough stuff through the backs and get the back three on the ball in space or broken field enough. Felt we played to their strengths and game plan rather than what we've done so far on this tour. It's OJ was a superhuman freak and Curry was back to his best. So that's Jack Travis. Here is one from Becky Eaton Garrett. Typical South African dirty play. Having said that, South Africa had an amazing defence. The Lions outplayed South Africa in the second half. Um, Dirty play. Dirty play. <laughs> Dirty play. We'll get on to that in a second. Finally, Dave Southworth, South Africa A, really made a statement tonight. Incredible defence at the try line and had Lions playing on the back foot, particularly in the first half. Definitely got a test series on our hands. Um, I'm going to say Dirty play. D- yeah, dirty play. What, what What? was so dirty? Faf, mm, Faf is, well, would you say Faf's the dirtiest nine in world rugby at the moment, Bob? Is he dirty? He's quite niggly, isn't he? Okay, he's, he's bit, angry. Let's go. Yeah. Is he the angriest 
scrum half in the world. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Does it so. was, wasn't so. uh, Mike Phillips pretty angry? Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> was he? Yeah. Was he angry all the time? Yeah. Unless he was, yeah. No, when off field he was fine. Unless he was, uh, he'd, had, he'd had a few pints and then he was, mm. angry, he was angry again. Then but, who's um, winning? Who's winning in the scrap between Faf and Mike Phillips? Oh, Mike Phillips. Oh, yeah, the size difference, just he's, he's six for four. Yeah, I know. But did you see that clip in 2018 when Faf absolutely annihilated Nathan Hughes off the back of a scrum? Oh, that's, a, that's a game of rugby. You said. Uh, Who's going to win in a fight? Oh, hang on. What, a bar fight? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, thought we, I thought we were going tooled up, like LOL used to say. We were tooled to- <laughs> Fucking hell. We're going tools up. Yes, <laughs> fucking go. Let's go, boys. Okay, what about the the second point? I can't remember whether it was Dave or something. Someone said about the style of play. What, what, we, what are we thinking there? Should we? What's the crack? The first half, we weren't particularly. We didn't kick very well, so we'd not, we'd not much ball apart from picking a go in. But it's tough, isn't it? It's like... It, they're so good. In, I thought we did put it in uh, through the backs in the second half. I thought we got, got around their blitz quite well. And, uh, yeah, I thought I thought second half, we, uh, we attacked pretty well, to be honest. Zamet almost scored. You know, it was a few times you got past the blitz. But, no, they, they're a good defensive side, aren't they? So, it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's not quite as easy as, like, slinging it along the back lane to Gerald Davis in the corner and he scores every time, is it? So, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... it's uh, no, I thought, to be fair, I thought the lines were pretty good second half, but first half... Thoughts then, just a thought for you as a, as a prop, down to 13 men, we need to scrum there, don't we? Instead 100%. Of, instead of picking and going again. Yeah, why? The, why? They've just yeah. made it easy to defend. You, you scrum there, they've got to uh, defend back on the line anyway, the backs are back on there. Exactly. Well, who's making that decision? But as we know, Bomb, in the heat of the moment, you sometimes just have a brain fart. Yeah, well, they had about five or six brain farts when they kept tapping and going, didn't they? So... <laughs> But no, I th- no, I think yeah. Dare I say, if Al was there, they would have maybe gone for a scrum. But Ken, Ken Ken's been around the block, hasn't he? You know Ken. Committee Ken. Committee Ken. Yeah. And and Ken sort of tapping and going, probably not quite as vigorously as Luke Cohen Dickey tapping. Do you goes, think but, he's? <laughs> do you think he's tapping and going because Karen Dickey's on the tour and he's gone? Oh fucking hell! I'm gonna have to. You know, this fucking. I'm gonna young, do a no. <laughs> this young puppy's fucking coming. You know he's coming for me. I've got to fucking tap and go and see what I can do then. Yeah, <laughs> but it's obviously, it's obviously part of the game plan. But you know Ken. You know he'd be he'd be very much like this young pup is. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's actually yeah. no Ken. Take the higher ground here. Be yeah. more be more mature. Put it in the corner. Or take a scrum. You know, exactly. a sensible yeah. option. <laughs> You're not getting knocked off. Basically. You haven't got you haven't got the strongest uh, type to muscle fibres that Karen Dickey has, mate. Um, <laughs> and you're about th- how old is Ken? He looks about forty. Sixty-two, he lo- isn't he now? The I thing that good. amazes me about Ken is he looks like a fifty-year-old plumber, <laughs> and yet he doesn't play like a fifty-year-old plumber. No, he doesn't. It's mad. Do you know what I mean? He, oh, like, you never judge a book by a cover. But I was like. Really? And then he's a fucking brilliant player. Yeah, very very physical. Very, he's actually quite fit on the field. No, he scores by the sheriff, doesn't he? Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. about that. The sheriff. So I always thought, and I'm, I'm under this illusion, that the sheriff was a, was a piss take. And Ken first got into the Welsh squad, and he was this young, like, he didn't say much, he's pretty quiet, you know, he, was just looked, he, looked, he looked like a, like a Welsh hooker. It was just, <laughs> wasn't, you know, just sort of, he didn't, he, and he was kind of third choice, and but Reese Priestland used to take a piss out of him all the time, saying he used to strut around Kamardan like he was the sheriff. <laughs> now, 
that's what I first heard it. <laughs> and I think Ken has actually taken it and run with it. Yeah. And sort of morphed into the fact that he's the, he's the sheriff. He's the main man. Yeah. He's but flipped I remember, it. Yeah. So he's, he's done really well. But I, I remember when Priestley used to take a piss at him all the time. Like he'd be in his scarlet kit, Welsh kit, strutting around Carmarthen like he was the sheriff. So that was, <laughs> so in my head, that's where it all came from the sheriff. But he's done incredibly well to make him, make him sound unbelievably good at it. Yeah. He's the sheriff. Like he's, he's the go to guy that, exactly. you know, he's, he's the sort of enforcer. Like the, the, the governor. Uh, like, like, of like Welsh governor, Lions yeah. rugby. He is yeah. the sheriff. He's a stickler for the rules. If you're in the wrong kit, he's fucking going to get you. Yeah, you're right. He's really done. <laughs> he's done well out of that nickname. But it's and then, again, it's like one of those. It's like one of those players you played with when they were really young, and they didn't really say much, and they were quite quiet. And then you kind of see them when you leave the system, and like they kind of blossom into like. So Baldwin's the same. Baldwin was yeah. the last it. He was just like just this big dopey kid who was kind of just like a decent player. And then and you think he's ch- he's changed? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't say much at all. See, then then all of a sudden he came to the Queens and he's like. I can hell. He knew everything about rugby for a while. But he's... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but he's... Was that, yeah. was that sly dig? Was that... No, this is good. This is a good thing. We needed yeah, people. We needed people. We, you know, fucking, yeah, we, we, we fucking needed people did, who had a voice, didn't we? So, we, but like, we, no. were, we were a fucking singing shit, mate. Fast, we we're like, oh god, what's going on here? Um, before yeah. we end up saying something that might get us in trouble, um, we're going to have to have a little ad break. So uh, let's let's get some of them in, so Bomb can top up his pint. Right, Jojo. Before we do any more lines chat, we do have official sponsors, and we should thank them. This episode is sponsored by Hit him with a little Getty gasp but it's Chris Getty. Ryan, young man, there's no need to feel down. I said young man, it it's Ryan Young Man. It's the serial killer, Craig Keller. The one, probably not the only, Stevie Jones. You say McKay, I say Mackay, we don't know which one it is. It's Andy McKay or Andy Mackay. To be more like Andy, Steve, Craig, Ryan and Chris, go to patreon.com Search for Joe Marler Show and grow the show today. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. So those were the adverts. I would like now to talk about the miracle man, the man who on social media in the last few days has been compared to Terminator 2. There's been images of half of his face with Alan Wynne Jones's face, half of his face like some sort of weird metal cyborg. Um, also, he's been compared to The Undertaker of WWF fame leaping out of his coffin. Alan Wynne Jones is back on the tour. I mean, the three of us all know him in different ways. Adam, you know him best, I think. What's he like as a man? He's always, I guess one thing about him, he's always been very professional. And he kind of, when he does get injured, he kind of looks after himself. He's not like one of your guys who, you know, goes off the piss and kind of makes the injury 10 times worse. And he's always, I guess, he's always been one of those players who's 
always kind of looks for the mod cons and the different trends in like American football and all this type of stuff. And he's always like recovery and are we going to make himself better? Like I remember he sort of, he learned to do the splits because he wanted to make himself faster and he'd kind of <laughs> think, you know. It, what it, it do ma- you mean? Have you not seen the video, Joe? Yeah, I've seen that video, but I didn't realise oh, he was learning to do the splits, no, the splits to get faster. I thought it was just so he could look cool in Ibiza. <laughs> no, I think he was, he was like... He was, one day he was kind of was like, I think I learned to do the splits and like you got Ian Evans and Paul James and Hibbard and myself and you're like, yeah, well, a good one. So I'll still be the dick. And then, and he's kept practicing, 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 practicing. And just to, I think, make him faster or something. I can't, I guess it was to do something to do with speed. Yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit odd like that. I mean, he, that, he, cli- that clip of him doing the splits on the piss blows my mind. First of all, it's really impressive. Exactly. And then it's really fucking weird when he starts eating his fingers. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they, sh- they should have cut the video shorter and it would <laughs> yeah. have just been a really impressive video instead of a really filthy one. Yeah, it's just a little, little bit odd, wasn't it? <laughs> I think, Joe, I did think as soon as he had the injury, if anyone's going to get back, it's him. Right, I need I need to break it, break this down a bit. I need to break some sort of myths down and to get my head around the whole situation he dislocated his arm i mean he dislocated his shoulder against japan Mm -hmm. 17 18 days ago Mm -hmm. okay and they said right he's out the tour the headlines were him and tiprick they're out of tour i was like fuck now we're fucked the captain's gone and tiprick bomb you'll agree he's one of the best players i've ever played with and i know you've said the same before yeah and it was his chance to really get get into that test side um and i was like oh god so alan wins jones has done that and then he's gone back home and miraculously gone yeah my shoulder's sweet now it wasn't that bad in the first place or he's gone i'm 35 36 if i was 28 they'd probably advise me not to do it because i'm going to get there's a chance there'll be longer term damage to it or i might really really hurt it but I'm 36, so it's my last hurrah. Fuck it, let's go for it. Is that is that the vibe, or what the fuck? Was it just not that bad at the start anyway? When I spoke to him, like with Al, he's very... The glass roll has been half full. So if it, if it was really bad, it'd be, oh, it's, I'm fine, I'll still get back. I'm still, you know, I can still do it. So, yeah, it was. It shocked me when I, I heard the news last week that there might be a chance he's going to make it. I know he was, you know, he sent me pictures and he was in the hyperbaric chambers, I said, but... You still think, Christ, it's a, it's a long shot, isn't it? I suppose he's going to go another week now, probably before playing. Yeah. If he does, if he does make the first test side, it's another another week. Yeah, I think he tra- so there's pictures back in Wales of him training, wasn't it, the other day, like doing full contact and stuff like that. So if anyone, oh, I would know, I know I wouldn't, but if I if I was out the tour, I'm out the tour, you know, so feeling sorry for myself, get it sad, everything. But you'd you'd be straight on the plane to Beefer doing the splits, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Of course I am, yeah. My, my thing with finger. It is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's phenomenal. It's the same as uh, when, I think it's, was it Wasihi Naholo, the Fijian slash Kiwi winger who went back to Fiji and did some like witch doctor stuff, wrapped it in a plant. I think the stories were, he like wrapped it in a plant and he got back from a broken leg in three weeks. Well, that's it. There's, <laughs> there's some, there's some love, wonderful medicine in Swansea. <laughs> okay like let's flip that then it's amazing that he's made it back and hopefully going to play in the test series but if you're conor murray 
how gutted are you now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that going to work? I wonder. I don't know. Is he going to? Is he going to? Surely he'll get the captaincy back. Oh, you'd but, imagine so, wouldn't you? But then, you, if you're Connor Murray, you've gone. Uh, Gats is currently so. Oh, Connor, I'd really like you to captain the, the side now that we've lost Alan. Oh, that's greatest honour in my, my my life, and thank you so much. Amazing, and he f- gets right into it. Boys are loving him, and <laughs> he's really embraced it. I'm the captain of the Lions now, and then you go, oh, Alan Wynn's flying back out, and you're like, fuck. I'd like him to go up to Gats or in a meeting go, excuse me, Bean, would you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to be really profound. Shut up! Sorry, my dog is... Bean Juanito is his name. He just wants to get on the pod. Um, Bean Juanito? Bean Bean Juanito, yeah. Bean, no, enough's enough now. Bean! Can't whistle. Can't whistle. You're spitting at your dog. Yeah, sorry. I'd like him to go. Do you remember spit the dog? Do you remember spit the dog with Carolgees? Bob Bob Carolgees, yeah. 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 Before your time, I think, Marla. Yeah. Spit the dog. Fuck is spit the dog. Spit the dog. Like um, prime time entertainment. Yeah. You mean spot the dog? No, spit the dog. Yeah, yeah. With Bob Carolgees, mustachioed entertainer, spit the dog, ventriloquist puppy. Yeah. Right. Hang on. Bing. Bing. I am got I am got a dog. Can you can you talk to dogs and t- and, th- and they're quiet? Is that a thing? I don't. I I heard that you had to. It was more what your body language was. So they have oh, to see it? you. Oh, he's in the dark. He's fucked, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry. I th- I, I want to see Connor Murray call a meeting. Hello, Gats. Uh, just before we go out to train, can I just ask one quick question? I think we need to uh, all be aligned and get a little bit of confirmation. Am I still the captain of this ship? Um, <laughs> now, I know that's not my best Irish, but surely the captain seal will go back to Alan Wynn. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's tough on corner, though, isn't it? It is tough. It was not the first Irish bloke to go on a tour to be given the captaincy and then have it stripped off him straight away. Amani in 2017 was fucking unbelievable. Is there also an issue with the other second rows or not? Like, how does Adam Beard feel? Look, I think he's done well. He was good tonight, wasn't he, when he came on? Yes, and he's played well, hasn't he? He's he's very, he's quite long and gangy and very good at, like, stopping malls. So, you know, it was definitely a place for him. Especially especially most of the second rows can play back as well. So, Mm. you know, I think, I think, He's your traditional second row. Hill is your traditional second row. But the, the rest of them can kind of play back in the six, can they? So if, if we're looking at the test series and the test team then, I was looking at Marrow and Ian being test locks. But with Alan coming back out, it's obviously going to be Marrow. What? But then is Alan Wynn a bench player? He's not a bench player, is he? You start Alan Wynn. I can't remember the last time he was on the bench. That's what I mean. You can't... Yeah. But if you are in the shit and you need a little bit of a calm head, and you know he'd be the he'd probably be the guy. But no, I know I know what you mean. But didn't Warby miss the first test in 2017? And yeah, he did. Yeah. So maybe they'll go down that route. You know. So is it realistic for him to play in the first test? Fuck, it'd be hard. Does he need to? He will want to. He'll want to. Yeah, of course yeah, he yeah, want, want to. to. But like, does he need to? I guess he's going to have to see how he holds up, isn't he? He's going to be like, 
if there's a bump on his shoulder again, you know, you have to see how he reacts to stuff. And he's not doing the gauntlet drill, mate. There's no way he's doing the gauntlet drill. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what is the gauntlet drill? <laughs> there's no way he's doing the offload drill. He what? might do the he might do the 22 meter line pad drill, where you're not allowed to go past the 22 meter line, but he ain't doing the gauntlet. The, the wall. I love the wall drill. The wall drill. <laughs> the wall drill. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, whoa, whoa. I'd like gauntlet explained, and then I'd like wall explained, please. You would have six attackers. Between the touch line, or sorry, between the five yard line and the fifteen yard line, going up the pitch, six attackers, and you'd have three people, five yards back, three people, five yards back, three people, and you basically had to get the ball from one end to the other in three sort of contact situations. But offloading was uh, very much frowned upon by uh, Sean, Ed- Sean Edwards when there <laughs> when I was, you know, you go through an offload cat flap, and then you'd have uh, this crazy northerner shouting, you saying. Yeah, stop fucking offloading. Um, <laughs> no, they did change it slightly. Our version of the gauntlet was the same setup, but because we're in New Zealand and we had to try and play rugby against teams that could also play rugby, um, we were actually actively encouraged to offload more. Huh. Um, but it was still full ball because boys were all suited and booted and a couple of the midweek veg saw it as an opportunity to maybe, maybe get up the ladder somehow. I mean, did it, it w- didn't work. No, I was going to say, did it work? <laughs> <laughs> um, and the wall drill, well, the wall drill was my favourite because there'd just be this massive line of pads on the 22-metre line with blokes holding them, obviously, and you'd have 15 blokes attacking these pads, but you weren't allowed to run past the pads, so you couldn't get any momentum to go forward. If you hit a pad, you just had to go down straight away, like just a surrender of like, oh my God, this pad's hit me, just go straight down. <laughs> and you had to realign, and it was carnage, because all you want to do as a full-blooded rugby player is just run full pelt at a pad and go as far as you can. But it was like, well, what the fuck is going on? There's just this impregnabate, impregnabate, imp- disimpregnable, fucking, what's the word? Unimpregnable, unimpregnated, unimpregnated. Un- oh, Tom, hey, help even... me. I- impregnable. That's the one. No, I mean, you couldn't impregnate. You couldn't pregnate it. So what's that then? That means that impregnable means that you can't that you can't get through it. Oh fuck! So there was this impregnable wall. <laughs> get through! Someone help me! In fact, that's a really good segue into something that was pregnable, and that was Josh Adams's wife. And right. he had to pull out. Pull out of the. He had to pull. He had to pull out of tonight's game. So that he could watch the birth of his daughter, his first child, on Zoom. What do we think to that? You feel, <laughs> you feel, you feel for him, don't you? Oh man, yeah. Who's holding the camera? Like, is it? Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> the, doc- because, the doctor, because <laughs> the doctor's hands are usually quite tied up. But at this yeah. this point, I don't know. Is it something where? His a wife GoPro, is like a GoPro on his head. The doctor, is like, yeah, or has his wife got a selfie stick and she's just, yeah, it's tough in it. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine it. I'd hate it. Can we talk about Lewis Reesemit as well, please? Because he seems to have a little bit of swagger, Adam, about him, and that swagger seems to have come out in an unusual haircut. You're talking to someone who has an had an unusual haircut and uh, got abused for it for years. So uh, I, I appreciate someone who's uh, going out to the norm a bit. I think that's. I thought he, the cornrows were spectacular, by the way. Uh, why? Well, did, why did you have an? Why did you go for an unusual haircut, Bob? Because um, like you were noticeable anyway. You know, it's not like you're a pack of peanuts that just faded no, into. Well, 
Well, I've, I've had long hair since 2003, so I dyed it blonde in a World Cup in South Africa in 2002. Realised, yeah, I look better with longer hair than the, than this short back and sides. And yeah, it, was, I, it just looked better. And then and then it became iconic. So it was just one of those ones. Oh, it's like, God, he got, said it again. The amount of times of, I've heard him say, "My hair's iconic." You got to you you remember go 2013. <laughs> <laughs> the how long did you have the cornrows for? In my mind, I associate the cornrows with um, you guys beating Ireland at Croke Park yeah. in two thousand and eight. That's yeah, what we was that first Grand Slam, second second Grand Slam, oh, second, sorry. second. I had the cornrows because Sean Edwards asked me, "Have I ever thought about having cornrows?" <laughs> it was a great was, conversation I started from Sean. <laughs> I was like, "No," and he said, "Oh." I think you'd look cool as fuck with cornrows. I was like, right, okay. No, right, okay. I grew up watching Sean Edwards, right? The first thing I'm doing, I was at my hair cornrowed. And I did. Just because Sean Edwards may have said tongue-in-cheek, taking the piss, but I took him in his word and I was like, oh, all right, okay. Yeah, I remember, I, in fact, I remember this, your feeling you had towards people like Sean, because you had the same feeling towards um, Big Faz, didn't you? Yeah. When you oh, worked man. with him in 2013. Man, when you were he, like... Me, he called me bomb. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I was, I was landed, landed, absolutely over the moon with it. Oh, oh. I've got a lot of time for his haircut. I like his swag. And it's not a cliche that young players are fearless. It's true because they're young and they haven't been burnt to fuck with getting their head shoved up their ass so many times yet. So he is fearless and long may it continue because he's class. Um at the minute and I'd definitely for me I'm starting him he's starting in the tests uh, he's the quickest bloke I've ever seen on a rugby field it's fucking ridiculous imagine being that fast oh oh mate like what would you do it'd be the best thing ever wouldn't it be that fast oh I can only dream of it what would for you two if you had the ability to run as fast as Lewis Free Samit would you be wanting to use that sort of superpower all the time like if you were going to the shops would you run that fast and if you had to go to catch a train, would you run that fast? Just because the experience of running that fast would be so cool. Like the kid of the Incredibles. Darling. Yeah, Dash. <laughs> Dash. I was actually yeah. thinking more like the girl off of Taken. If you ever watch Taken again, every scene she's in, she runs. But she gets taken, so she can't be that fast, truly. <laughs> <laughs> she's taken by someone who runs slightly faster. It's a very good point. But what I'm seeing to, seeing to realise about a lot of these podcasts we're doing, Tom, is that I seem to be teeing up our guests to then just fucking shoot one of us down and it's happening far too often now um i wouldn't i wouldn't run in the knowledge knowing that it take it's knackering walking up some stairs like now and it's so just running to the shop would still be knackering even if i was fast would you swap like if you could swap bodies with any current rugby player who's which one would you swap with so it's still you it's you with all your feelings and emotions but you're for 24 hours you're in their body and you can do physically what they can do Ooh, do, I, do you know who I would? Mac or Vinopola. <laughs> would you? Yeah. No, mate. No. Yeah. No, just he, think he about this. He can do things. He can do things which are just unbelievable with his body. <laughs> he's, 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 I mean, so you haven't, you haven't gone for that aesthetic, clearly, then? No. Um, no well, no. He, he's obviously... I remember doing... We trained together. We were both playing in the second test in 2013, and we were in the gym in Canberra, and he was like, should we go do some core? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay. So we went to the cafe and I, 
he was, he was like, oh, he's, he, I love Mako. He's so funny. Great bro. He's fucking unbelievable. But I wouldn't choose Mako because of his earlobes. He's constantly fucking flapping in the wind. He's got the biggest earlobes in world rugby. Um, he's unbelievable. I would go for Marrow. Is he is he ripped to shreds? Yeah. 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 Silly. Silly good. ripped. It's really like really good complexion as well. Um but he doesn't smell as good as uh Semi Kunatani who used to be at the club with us. He was oh. fucking phenomenal. So if I could be anyone, I would be Marutoji's body, Semi Kunatani's um smell, and Marcus Smith's rugby playing ability. Oh. It's nice as well that I'm sure if we asked Marriott this question, he would say that he would like to be in Joe Marler's body for 24 hours, I'm sure. Imagine being Joe Marler for 24 hours. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful way to say thank you to our guest, who's technically my boss still, although I'm just about to tell him I'm not coming back, so he's not my boss anymore. We're just pals again. Um, and it's been wonderful to have you on the show, Adam the Bomb Jones. Thank you for your wonderful rugby insight. Do you have a boys? Do you have a Joe, I've got to be honest, it is nearly midnight. I need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. Look at your face. Thank you ever so much. And Steve needs to edit this. So let's just rattle through this ending, shall we? Uh, we are back on Monday morning for another Lion special. Oh, okay. To become an official sponsor, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, or download the Patreon app and do it that way. If you want merch, go to joemarler.co.uk forward slash shop. And if you're a new listener, the thing you should really do is go and download our Best Bits episodes. Do that now. Grow the show if you know Joe and Tom. Everyone, grow the show in West Virginia, even if you're not there. Thanks for listening. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Podcast Network.